morning. I hope you're all well. I hope you had a lovely weekend. Um, I am just going live. You'll hear my children in the background, as per usual. Um, after a conversation that I had uh, with uh, one of my lovely clients last week about sort of tracking your nutrition and do you have to track your calories if you want to lose weight and I was chatting to them about a technique that is really really useful um support fat loss if you've got the correct nutrition support and that tool is sort of mindful eating and one of the so when I was having this conversation with one of the clients one of her considerations concerns sorry was like if she stopped tracking her calories that she'll just keep eating and eating and eating and she'll just get fat um and that like sort of trusting her hunger um we were were speaking about trusting her hunger and she said like she wouldn't have gained weight if she could just rely on that and this sort of feeling of like you won't be happy until you're leaner and you're in a smaller body and um whenever you sort of stop tracking that's when you start overeating and that like if you've got that those types of foods in your house that you might label as like quote-unquote good or bad that you'll just eat them all and you have no control over them and so I'm going to go through in on here today um just a bit about what mindful eating is and why how you can actually like how you can sort of be mindful of your nutrition intake without actually tracking your calories you don't have to actually track anything and how it can actually be a really positive thing not just in terms of fat loss but in terms of other things as well so um watching Oscar likes to climb into the washing machine so That's not juice, Alfie. Um, so <laughs> knowing, so mindful eating is sort of experiencing like what your experience of hunger is, knowing sort of when to stop eating physically, trusting your taste buds. Um, and like I said in the beginning, it can also be used to support dieting as well. And there's four sort of key components to mindful eating. The first one is sort of what you're observing. So Am I hungry or am I thirsty? Am I emotional? Am I stressed? Am I tired? And if you can sort of stop and have that pause in that moment, that can be a really incredible thing because you can sort of, if you reach into the cupboard, ask yourself, am I hungry for this? And if if, you, if the answer is, if you're really honest with yourself is no, okay, so what, 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 comfort am I needing and how else can I get that comfort and if you're feeling stressed that actually might be going outside and getting just a little bit of fresh air and going for a bit of a walk it might be if you're feeling particularly emotional you might ring up a friend and just have a bit of a conversation with them um, and air out your like air out your emotions if you've got one of those friends that you like to um mutual mutually rant to <laughs> if you've got something that you need to get off your chest and um, if you're feeling thirsty is it actually do you just need a drink like when was the last time you had a glass of water um, and 
Siri talking to me, sorry. Um, yeah, so really recognising what you're actually feeling in that moment and um, trying to come up with an alternative that's not food, especially if you're not actually physically hungry. Um, and going on to that physical, like recognising what physical hunger is, it can be really hard if, you, if you're constantly sort of going through the motions and you're like, you're eating on the go and you're busy all the time and you're not really putting much thought or um, consideration into the process of actually sitting down and eating a meal, then it can be really hard to recognise those things like when you're hungry, when you're actually full. And if you um, pop a comment in the, in the, if you pop a comment in the comment section um, or just send me a message, I'm, I'll send you something. That's a resource that I use with my clients uh, called the Hunger and Fullness Scale. And we use this um, separately, but we use this as in our food diaries as well. So we'll before we start each meal, we'll sort of look at how hungry you are on a scale of like one to five. And then after you've... Oh, thank you. Um, the, then we'll look at your fullness scores are your fullness cues and on a scale of one to five, on, on a scale of five to ten and um, look at like how full you are like have you overeaten and it can be a it can be a really good indicator of if you if you are eating mindfully and if there's anything around your actual eating habits that we need to change and this is something that I learned on my um the nutrition course that I just did and I've practiced it with some of my clients and it's been very successful so number two is sort of being present when you're actually sitting down for a meal are you sitting in front of the tv are you scrolling through instagram are you sitting at your laptop while you're supposed to be on your lunch a technology can play such a huge part in just being a complete distraction from everything and anything and especially when we're eating our meals you get so engrossed in what is in front of you that your mindlessness just sort of I'll say stop pulling them off of there keeps pulling the little berries off of one of the Christmas decorations that I've got um and there's going to be nothing left of it just one sec no Okay, back. I'm here. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, and if you are, so for example, and it doesn't even have to be a meal, like it could be if you sat on the sofa on a night watching Netflix and you've got a pack of crisps, a big share bag of crisps, or you've got like a share bag of chocolate buttons next to you, are you actually concentrating on eating them? Or are you more focused on what you're actually watching and you're just mindlessly just putting food in your mouth? And actually, you've no idea if you're eating it, if you've eaten too much. Next thing, you feel sick and you're like, bloody hell, I shouldn't have eaten all of that. I feel fat now, I feel really bloated or or whatever those feelings are. Seriously. Um, whatever those feelings are, like, there's no harm in you having a snack while you're watching TV or there's no harm in that at all but maybe do you have to take the whole bag over with you can you take a few out and put them in the bowl 
and sit and watch them, watch TV and eat them. Or when you're having your meals, put your phone away. Or if you are sort of eating round the table with your family, that family time is really important. And we often complain that we don't have enough time spent with our family because we're so busy doing everything else. Oscar, Oscar. Oh my God, sorry. No, Alfie was playing with it first. Um, oh yeah. I'm really sorry for listening to that. Um, um, yeah, so we all complain about the fact that we don't have enough time spent with our family and then these moments, which actually could be really precious, like sitting around a table and eating with your family, um, we just completely ignore them. We don't ignore everything because of all the technology that's going on around us. Turn the TV off, put your phone away, and sit and connect and really tune into the food that you're eating. And this is the next thing that I'm going to go on to. So your when you're eating, like notice the taste, notice the textures, notice the smells. And I know that probably sounds really airy-fairy, but actually when you're doing that, you're taking your time when you're chewing and swallowing your food. And when doing that, everyone's ever well not everyone but people often say that like your stomach is like your second brain your gut is your second brain and when you're eating and you've had enough to eat it takes time for the food to travel down into your stomach and for your digestive system the hormones in there to, to tell send the signals to your brain and say actually do you know what we're full we've had enough um and if you're and if you are, I'm just checking if not pulling anything off. Literally, there's going to be nothing left of that Christmas decoration. Um, and if you are, um, if you're, I've totally forgot what I'm saying now. If you are focusing on those things and you are chewing slowly and you're swallowing slower, you're probably not going to eat as much because you're, you'll get full sooner without actually eating more you're just changing your eating habit and a lot of people complain that after they've eaten they feel really bloated and actually if you're just putting loads of food in and you're not actually like chewing it slowly you're not taking the time to you're not pausing in between mouthfuls you're not getting a drink in between mouthfuls you're not putting your knife and fork down your body your stomach not having the time to send those signals to your brain to tell you that actually you're full and you need to stop eating and you're just putting more food in and that's then when you probably feel really full and you'll feel like you've overeaten and just taking that time to have those pauses and and actually enjoy the food that you're eating will really help um and it will help you to tune in with those fullness cues as well that I was speaking about earlier um and then the last part just be sort of not having judgment around food food is energy your body needs energy to survive and there's no such thing as a good or a bad food and this is something I talk about 
with my clients all the time and I'll always I'll always challenge the language that we use around food because actually if we can just be really neutral about it and just say look this is like we have more calorie dense foods we have less calorie dense foods we have more nutrient dense foods and less nutrient dense foods and actually if you think about sort of the options that you choose and think is this serving me right now is this going to be you get to the point where you you have to make a choice and you think is this is this food in line with what I'm wanting to achieve right now is this food in line with my values or is it not is it going to take me further away from what my values and my goals are at the minute and if you can sort of have that neutrality around it and like I said earlier put that pause in then you'll be much more you'll be a much better decision maker when it comes to food and it comes to the choices that you're making you'll have much better like self self-acceptance um in terms you'll be able to have those foods in the house and not eat them all and it's actually a really it's an achievement if you can have like I remember I was speaking to one of my clients a few weeks ago and she was saying how they've got they've had loads of like sort of Christmassy snacks and like advent calendars and stuff and they're not they're just not getting eaten at the rate that they normally get eaten or they had family over and she actually up there between them they shared a packet of crisps and they only shared half a bag whereas normally the full bag and probably some more would have been gone and if you are sort of labeling foods as good and bad you're going to restrict yourself of them and you're going to tell yourself that you can't have them which will then mean that you overeat them them foods um because it's like I, and I use this a lot like if you don't if I tell you not to think of a purple elephant like immediately in your brain now all you're thinking about is an elephant that looks purple and you're going to want to do it like you're eventually you are going something's got to give and you are going to go for that so yeah it's a huge like if you can have those foods in the house especially if you've got kids where you've got snacks and chocolate and sweets and crisps and biscuits um it just sounds like absolute carnage in them and then it's such an achievement if you can be like actually no I, I am allowed like I am quote unquote allowed this but is it serving me right now am I hungry for this no I'm not but I know it's there if I want it and I can have it later um so one minute Oh, he wants a cup. Just let him have his cup off, sir. You've got yours, neighbour. <laughs> oh, man. Right, okay, bear with me. I'm here, I'm here. Okay, so what does this mean in practice? This is the last little bit. So, in practice, slow down. What have I done to my hair? Slow down your meals. Take the time to eat your food, taste it, enjoy it, and chew it properly instead of just eating in a rush and inhaling a full meal in five minutes eat without distraction so make sure that when you sit down to eat it's like a ritual you put your phone away you get yourself a glass of water and you put your knife and fork down in between mouthfuls you're taking pauses you are noticing sort of the smells the textures the taste of the food that you're eating um 
honour your hunger and your fullness. So really think about sort of if you are actually hungry. Have you got the trolley? Think about if you're actually hungry or if you are sort of, if you're feeling another emotion, is it something maybe you need to go and journal on? Do you um, need to go and ring a friend? Do you need to go out for a walk? Do you need to do some exercise, like to relieve some stress? Think about sort of what it is you're wanting and what will really make you feel comforted in that moment. Um, and if that is food, honestly, sometimes that's fine. But actually, if you can have that non-judgmentally and you can sort of not make yourself feel guilty for it, then that's a huge win. But if you are making yourself feel that way, then there's probably some other work that we need to do around your relationship with food. Um, making sure that you're, like I said, you're eating non-judgmentally, watching the language that you use around food. And that's not something that will happen in like a day. It might be something that you have to work on over a period of weeks and possibly months and then just make sure your choices of food are varied as well and make sure you've got like 80% of whole nutritious foods but then 20% of your diet is foods that you actually enjoy and choose your indulgences and I think it was um sorry Gordon that I heard this off of and I think it was just amazing it really clicked the button in my head but choose your indulgences. You are much more likely to enjoy them if you are, if you know that they're something that you really enjoy and you're allowing yourself to have them. And if you think about like when you book a holiday, the holiday is amazing, but actually all the excitement is in the build up to it. So if you know, actually, okay, so I'm not going to drink like three three glasses of wine every single night after work because I've had a really stressful day. What I'll do is I'll make sure that if I'm having those glasses of wine, I'm going to enjoy them on a weekend where I'm with my partner and like, or we go out for a meal and um, you will really look forward to them glasses of wine and that's where the enjoyment comes from actually when you've had the first glass of wine you probably feel a bit neutral about it and you're like yeah I've had it want that it wasn't that amazing like it's actually the build-up to you having it so choose your indulgences and really really enjoy them um it allows so mindfully in allows you to notice your feelings it allows you to sort of sit with your feelings non-judgmentally um it will allow you eventually to sort of practice that self and self-compassion um, because it encourages us to sort of feel kind when we might feel pain and it removes the need to sort of ha have to like fix things it's just it is what it is and we're being really neutral about it um, and there is, like I said in the beginning, there is the evidence to suggest that it may support fat loss um, with additional nutritional support. And nutritional support is something I am hugely, hugely um, passionate about because it's actually the biggest player in what's what makes something maintainable for you. And when you are choosing sort of a whatever method it is that you use to to lose weight if that's your goal it's really important that it's um 
you do it right the first time because if you do it right the first time and you've got um and if you if you are thinking of making changes now make sure that there are changes that you can still be doing there are things that you can still be doing in June when you're getting ready to go on holiday because that's what will make your diet successful and if you need support with this feel free to drop me a message you can email me um or send me a message either on Facebook or on Instagram or if you know someone who might be looking for a little bit of support with this stuff um I am taking on new clients from January and I'm happy to sort of if you want to secure your place and leave a deposit then that's absolutely fine um we can definitely do that and that's it really I think um but yeah if you're not working on this stuff you will constantly feel like you are firefighting with your relationship with food and you'll constantly feel like you're on a diet you'll constantly feel like whatever you're doing is failing when actually if you can nail this stuff and really work on the the behaviors and your emotions around eating then you will nail it I promise um but that's it I'm going to stop talking now because I feel like I've been talking for ages. I'm just going to check that there's no questions, which there isn't, which is fab. Okay, so I'm going to stop talking and recording. Um, but thank you for listening. If you have enjoyed it, please share it. Um, and if you've got this far, then I appreciate your time.